Hello, and welcome to the Getting Weird Podcast. I'm Christine. And I'm Daria. And today we're going to be talking about Wim Hof breathing. And I think it's it's Wim Hof. Wim Hof. I think. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Breathing and cold showers, cold baths. Um, Yeah. So before we get started with that, let's just check in. It's been a couple weeks. Have you been, Daria? Yeah, I've been good. I think I'm still decluttering my mind from last time. Uh, Yeah, and it was really fun doing the Wim Hof. I've just been learning a lot about breathing. I think it's becoming a new obsession of mine. I'm still working my way through that Nestor book. There's just so much in there that I'm uh, going back and rereading parts and looking up things. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the Wim Hof breathing today. What about you? What's new in your world? Um, not too much. Uh, I took some CBG before recording today. What is CBG? So, I know everyone's heard of CBD, but CBG is another cannabinoid, I think is how you say it, cannabinoid. Okay, it's like a marijuana thing. Yeah, so it's a cannabinoid present in cannabis, the cannabis plant, and it is just now starting to gain some attention. I had never heard of it. I actually was at some hot springs last week and I met a gentleman who owned a hemp farm and he was explaining it to me and it's really interesting. It's like CBD, it's non-psychoactive, but instead of having a relaxing effect, it actually gives you an energetic effect um, and focus. So it's like coffee without the jitters. Hmm. Yeah. Is this the first time you've taken it? No, he, um, this, this nice, this nice young man, (laughs) gave me uh the rest of a bottle that he had um that was his own product line and I'm definitely going to buy um some from his company uh the company is Ignite and uh tried it and I felt like I could the first time I tried it I really felt like I could just put things together in my mind quickly like I think I actually resolved some trauma (laughs) Actually, that first dose that I took. So you don't really feel different. But for me, at least with my physiology, it made me feel like I could I could make connections a little easier. So like cognitively, maybe a little sharper. Yeah. Like I think if I sat down with like a puzzle book or something, it would really help with that. So it definitely helps with like problem solving and... Um, Productivity, just general productivity. Hmm. But I'm ordering some more because I think it could help um, my partner with his ADD symptoms. So I'm really looking forward to all of the new discoveries they're making with the cannabis plant. I mean, it's just amazing. The benefit, there's over 130, I think, cannabinoids, and they've only done research mostly on CBD. And THC, of course, but there's um, CBN, there's a lot of different... Oh, I didn't realize that there's yeah. so much going on in that plant. Right, and our, and how that works with our physiology and our own endocannabinoids. I don't know why I have trouble saying that. It's a system. hard word. There's like a lot of ends <laughs> and oids. And... Can, 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 cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. 
<laughs> Anyways, maybe it doesn't work because I'm like, can't even talk. But um, it's great. It's, I feel it's really nice to take it in the afternoon. So you don't need that like extra co- cup of coffee in the afternoon. Does it make you feel like you can't sleep at night? I haven't had that. I've only taken it a couple times and I haven't had that happen yet. I've okay. always, I've, I've fallen asleep fine. It does, however, if you do partake in THC and you take this, take a, a CBG isolate, it will decrease the psychoactive effects of the THC. Oh, okay. So. So if you're looking to get high, don't take this. Right. Basically. Right. Or if you're too high, you might want to have some on oh. hand because it can make you less high. Yeah. I mean, that seems like. Because you hear a lot of stories about people who eat pot. Too much, and right? Then, yeah, and then they just feel awful. And so that might be a nice yeah. thing to have if you're going to eat some weed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it would be really helpful for those those newbies with um, edibles. Always start small. I mean, everyone, it, I've said it a million times, start small. I know someone recently who took edibles for the first time and she took two and a half milligrams, which is about what you should start out with if you're if you've never done it. She didn't feel anything after an hour, so she ate like five milligrams more, and then you know had ruined her day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's not a ton of research on CBG, so do your own research before trying it. Yeah, don't. Do Don't anything take... we tell you just because we told you on the podcast. Yeah, no. we're just sharing, and everything we talk about, we're just sharing our own experience. We're not advocating any of these practices. Occasionally something will get behind, like the like the uh, nose breathing. That's something I think we can both get behind that yeah, has scientific yeah, yeah. backing for it. But, um, but yeah, these things work for, for us. Um, we're just trying it out. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say so. don't try this at home, but be, be smart about it. Yeah. Be a responsible adult. Do talk, your research. Talk to your doctor or whatever. Yes. And so that's a nice segue <laughs> into the Wim Hof breathing because this is definitely not for everybody. It's really intense. And, um, yeah. So make sure you're not just going willy nilly and doing this off of what we say, Talk to your doctor, um, do your own research. If you have like cardiac issues, heart problems, or known respiratory issues or anything like that, you definitely, you know, even high blood pressure, you want to be careful. Um, and, and I would say as well is if you're really interested in learning it to seek out like a Wim Hof certified practitioner to teach you, which we definitely are not. So... (laughs) Find somebody legit. Yeah. There's okay. plenty um, There's plenty of people who, who know a lot about it. I, I wouldn't just go, you know, watch a YouTube video and try this at home. Which is what I did. And that's what I did too. But so, do as we say, not as we do. Yeah. So, yeah, Christine, so you just watched the Wim Hof videos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've watched some interviews with him where he, he himself explains the process because some of the videos you find on YouTube are like just random people, and I'm like they're not even doing it the way he was doing it. So yeah, well, I thought it was really interesting because you know Wim Hof has become so popular lately, and everybody's kind of talking about it and doing it. And my thought was that it's just this really intense 
like, mm-hmm. like really intense hyperventilating. But when you watch him do it in the video, he's all about relaxing and making it really calming and easy. And he's like, just relax, you know, just let it be however, which is, was so interesting to me because it was so different than what I thought it was going to be. Right. Just like hyperventilating. Even his name <laughs> sounds intense. It's like Wim Hof and you hear about him, you know, running marathons in the snow and like in the desert and just, just sounds like a crazy dude, but his background is really interesting. Did you learn about his background at all? Um, no, sure. Yeah. So I, I just came across this, but uh, it's okay. Uh, ding. He, his wife died. And after that, he became like really sad and depressed and didn't really want to go on. And he found this breathing and it kind of brought him new life and a new way to help people. And you can really tell with his personality, he just, this is something that's helped him and he wants to help other people. And he's made a lot of his information available free on YouTube and things like that, which I think a lot of people kind of hold on to their more. He, and of course he has these courses and trainings and is making tons of money off of this. Um, but I just seem, he seemed like a genuine guy. Yeah. He's so positive. He is like, like if I ever need a little pick me up listening to an interview with him, he's just, he's just so excited and, he just wants to share his like gift of health with other people and help people feel better. And yeah, he's just, he's, he's awesome. We highly, highly encourage you guys learning a little bit more about when Wim Hof himself. Wim Hof. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just fun he's to Dutch, say. right? I, Netherlands, yeah, right? I don't know, but his name's fun to say. But yeah, I always think that's a good barometer. If you're taking advice from somebody on like some health thing to do, take into stock what that person is like like do they seem healthy do they if you're going to them for something that's supposed to make you feel like lighter happier or healthier do they seem light and happy and healthy because I've definitely seen people (coughs) preaching things or um, promoting things and they don't seem healthy or happy themselves which makes me kind of you know rub my chin and go Hmm. Yeah. No, he walks, he walks the walk, man. He's really, really cool, cool dude. So, so this is really interesting because we both had the idea to use, to do this as a topic simultaneously, like separately and at the same time, separately and at the same time, simultaneously, you called me and I, and I was like already thinking about this as the topic this week. And for me, it was because I was at this hot spring last week and they have the best, the coldest shower. Um, and it's one of the, the, what is it? The rain. Oh yeah. Type shower. Like I forget what that's called. Raindrop showers or whatever. And you pull the cord and it just blasts you with this water. That's so cold that the part where the water touches your head, you get a an ice cream headache within like 20 seconds. Like it's just super cold. Mm -hmm. And I ended up doing a little bit more time in the cold shower than actually in the hot pools. 
Mm -hmm. It was just making me feel so good. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we were talking about Wim Hof. And I was like, why am I not doing the Wim Hof breathing with the cold? That's like what it's designed for. And I started... I started doing like some cycles where I would just breathe. I don't know how long you were doing it. I maybe did it maybe 20 to 30 breaths. I don't know if that's too much. Again, very unscientific. I think with my N of one okay, study well, here. Well, in, his, in the YouTube video of Wim Hof that I watched, which uh-huh. is, I don't know, whatever the resource that we had, you do 30 breaths and then you do a normal inhale and a hold. And a hold. Okay, so I was doing, I was pretty close. I was doing between 20 and 30 breaths and then the hold and I would really relax. And I I could stay under that cold shower about three times as long as I could when I was just breathing normally. Like my tolerance or my endurance of the cold, threefold improvement. So my husband actually did the Wim Hof, he read the whole book and was doing the Wim Hof breathing in the cold shower for a while, sometime last year or the year before. And he was saying, well, you don't know that the cold shower makes you feel good because just breathing like that, that much, basically hyperventilating makes you feel good. But my thought was there are known health benefits. Like as I was doing this, I thought of this, there are so many known health benefits to cold water therapy and the breathing just allows you to be in there longer oh, so that you can get more of the benefits. So I don't know which thing or if it's a combination or if you have to have both to get that feel good feeling after. But I think the breathing lets you be there longer so that you can get more benefit. Because if you go in a cold shower, you just want to get out in two seconds. You can't breathe. But Miserable. It, yeah. But it. <laughs> When I was doing the Wim Hof, so my shower doesn't get, I don't think, as cold as that shower you were in. The coldest setting, it's cold, but it's not like ice in my brain. Yeah, it was the same when I came home. I was like, oh. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's still good. But. At our old apartment, we used to get really cold showers. So this place was kind of disappointing for my husband because he had been doing that when we moved here. But it's fine for me because I feel like if it's not insanely cold it's way easier for me to do it every day yeah because I've been really consistent with it and I've actually really even enjoyed it and I look forward to my cold showers but I don't know if this is allowed but I get in the shower when it's warm and I wash up and whatever and then I turn it to the cold at the end I do the same thing and this is why I I tried to do just a straight-on cold shower at my house I'm like it's the hottest time of year, it's summer, but our apartment, we have, it's a loft style apartment, so we have like a really powerful window unit up in our bedroom. So the upstairs, in order to cool the downstairs, the upstairs has to be like super cold. So um, already being cold and then going into a cold shower, I was just like, this this isn't working. But if I'm in there and I'm hot already, it's super easy to just blast that cold. And I figure if... It's me not doing it at all. Yeah. Or getting in a warm shower and then turning it down. Probably the second option is better because I've also heard, you know, there's a lot of benefits of contrast, contrast therapy, yeah. mm-hmm. like getting in and out of your tissues. And... Yeah, like kind of flushing toxins. Um, so I guess we should actually say what the Wim Hof breathing is before we keep talking about it. Um, 
So my understanding is that it's basically kind of a controlled hyperventilating. And he says you can breathe in through your mouth or your nose. But I, because of everything we've talked about with nose breathing and whatnot, I much I felt much better breathing in through my nose. And I did not like, he even shows in the video breathing in through his mouth. And I just didn't like how that felt. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels, sorry, <laughs> breathing on you. <laughs> Crack that window. But yeah, I felt much better breathing in through my nose. What about you? Did you? Do I tried both. Definitely felt better through the nose, and um, and especially in the shower when you have your head under the shower and there's water pouring down. I felt like when I was breathing through my mouth, I was getting like more water in my mouth too. Mm-hmm. But it, but because my nostrils just point down, <laughs> I was much much better just through in through the nose as a personal preference. <coughs> Sorry, I was waiting for a break. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I would do in through the nose and then the hold. So you're not letting, you can continue, actually. You were doing a good job describing it. So well, the inhale, just about the exhale. You say what you were going to say. So you're not exhaling all, it's not a complete exhale. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You're, you're exhaling about, what would you say, like half? I was doing close to a complete exhale, but not a complete exhale. So I'd say probably more than half. Okay. I, I don't know if that's right or not. It just felt right to me. Yeah, I mean, half was just kind of where I ended up. <clears throat> yeah, I think he says not to go to empty, but when I was watching him do it, it seemed like he was getting as much air out as he was getting in. So I tried to emulate that and... Um, I just think it's generally a good idea to get more air out because I think we just tend to get more air in anyway. So that's my own personal bias. But did you ever do the breathing without the cold? No. So when you do the breathing, so just to finish explaining it, you breathe in through your nose or your mouth, out through your mouth, and you're doing pretty big breaths, so I'm going to breathe again, but I'll breathe over here. <laughs> That's kind of what I did. I did that over and over. But I did it pretty slowly because in the video, we showed it kind of slowly and relaxedly. And then after you do 30 breaths, you do just a normal breath in, and then you hold it. And he says to time it. because, And then you do that for three rounds. Mm-hmm. So... When I would do that in the shower, I think it was, I couldn't hold for quite as long just because, you know, you're in the cold, you're stressed. Well, your first instinct is when you hit that cold water is to go, you know, and inhale Mm -hmm. and like take a little, a really, uh, you know, top, top of the lungs, inhale. And I did practice the breathing just on its own. And I was able to hold my breath for two minutes. That's amazing. After on the third round. Sure. Which was insane for me because just sitting here, if I try to hold my breath, I can maybe do 15 seconds or yeah. something. It's, so it really does change something with your physiology. And I think it's fairly complex. Like we know that it does something to raise your CO2 circulating levels, which offloads 
triggers your body to offload more oxygen to your other tissues. To your cells. And, yeah. But I think there's something else happening, too, with, you know, the neurocircuitry of your brain. Yeah, something's happening, I feel like, with neurotransmitters, too. And I know that when we talk about the cold, I know that there are, norepinephrine is one of the neurotransmitters that's flood. that I'm not really sure how it works, if it's you release more or there's just more floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously it's it's complex, but I think it's definitely doing something. And the reason I was really interested to try it is there's been some research from a long time ago for this type of breathing to help with autoimmune stuff, specifically Hashimoto's and mm-hmm. skin disorders, which I have both of. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed, and I don't know if this is just psychosomatic, but I have noticed that my skin has been less itchy when I do this consistently. So I think I'm going to definitely try and keep up with it because everything else I've heard, been told to do was, first of all, take medications. Second of all, take supplements. And it was always something wrong with your gut or something just wrong with you. But I always felt that it was something to do with like a dysregulation. Yes, like yeah. some sort of stress, sort of hormone thing that I was just got overly stressed at one point. My body could never come back from it. And so this feels like intuitively the right thing for me. And I haven't felt that about any other option I've had. So, you know, I've been convinced of things and tried them. But, yeah, I never really had a result like this. So I feel very excited about it so far. And I'm definitely going to up with it yeah I mean for me the benefits I've noticed are with mood like yeah my mood is so because you know I've, I've been just very acutely aware of my ups and downs it's I think just since the pandemic started you know it's this roller coaster this emotional roller coaster we're all on right now and um you know I just I was like the Wim Hof, like I was just positive and for hours after I did the the breath with the cold. Yeah, and I feel like I was more productive. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but one time I just went and slept for like two <laughs> hours and I think I was just, you know, really needed to sleep. Well, the cold too, I feel I would want to eat a lot after I would do, if I, especially if I did a few rounds of like the breathing and then the cold, like the really cold I would get really hungry a few a couple oh, hours that's later. I so I don't know that. if you burn. I mean, I'm sure you burn a lot of calories in the cold doing a cold shower for. Oh wow! We just had a hummingbird outside the window. Yes, yeah, so magical. Oh. <laughs> um. But yeah, so so burning burning calories too, and that might be why you felt you know sleepy, or you just got that really nice, nor norepinephrine bump, and then. Became so relaxed afterwards. Yeah. Just took a little nappy poo. And it felt like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But usually I've noticed it's I've been more, you know, wanting to do things, the tasks that I've been putting off and whatnot. So I think think it's great. I like it. I can see why people like it. I know. You know, I remember when I first heard about it and I was like, oh, these people are crazy. Yeah. You know, who wants to jump in like ice water Although I did a polar bear plunge, like, many years ago, um, 
to raise money for the Special Olympics, you know, the polar bear plunge they do. Anyways, and that really, like, I had built it up in my head to be this, like, this is going to be painful. This is going to be so hard. I remember back to my days when I worked in the lab and we used to test people's pain thresholds by submerging their arms in ice water. And so I, I had that already in my head that, oh, oh this is going to be painful. And I remember I jumped in that and there was ice floating around the water. This was in the Chesapeake Bay. And, you know, I was fine. I had built it up into my, in my head to be a lot harder than it actually was. And when I got in, I actually felt invigorated and it felt, it felt great. And I didn't stay in a like super long time, but I'm definitely doing these super cold showers a lot longer. And you can also use um, mountain lakes uh, this time of year here in Colorado. If you hike up to a mountain lake, a, a pretty high mountain lake, I imagine you'd still have to be, you could jump in there and that would give you a nice cold, cold bath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even some of the creeks around here, because they're all snow melt, they're still mm -hmm. really cold. Like, even um, the creek that goes by the Mesa Trail, is that South Boulder Creek? That's South Boulder Creek. Yeah, that one was really cold. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's, since it's dammed, you know, all that water that comes out of the dam is like at the bottom of the hmm. lake or the reservoir. And so it's always a, the same temperature, too. Yeah. So, so how long are you doing the, the breathing in the shower for now with the cold? Um, so I'll usually do two or three rounds and I'm usually, I can, I can stay in the cold shower. So the cold shower at home, I can stay in for about two minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. I could probably do more. I just get like bored. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm probably good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, I think two minutes, you know, I, I think I heard somewhere that you need to do at least five minutes. Oh, really? Well, we're working up to, we're beginners, you know, Yeah. so we can work up to, to longer. I'm sure your tolerance goes up. And I too. think we're already getting benefits, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, so people who really should be careful with this cold exposure, would you say is like, um. I don't know if I'm even knowledgeable enough like to rain say Like rain-ons, maybe. But you have... Do you have I have rain-ons. <laughs> so well, I was actually... I was told by a naturopath that I saw a long time ago for my rain to do contrast in the oh. shower, to do as hot as I could stand and then as cold as I could stand over and over and over like that to help with my rain So... And I've actually read articles about rain because in trying to fix my own, they would expose the whole body to cold except for the hands and the feet and they did in some sort of special chamber or something <laughs> and that actually worked to treat people's Raynaud's but it's like who can do that you know so because Raynaud's is a circulation issue and I can imagine if you expose your entire body to cold all your circulation kind of like gets shunted to your core mm -hmm. and then you step out and then it gets pumped to your extremities again it's it would be good and, mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know i don't know if either of us know enough to say like who should or shouldn't should. do this you just need to do your own research and figure yeah. it out one thing i do want to mention because i tried a cold bath at my house and for me it's not the same to not have my head get cold 
Well, so I also remember my husband saying that you're not supposed to get your head oh. under. I don't know if that's right. That's just literally what I just remember him saying. And he read the book. I <laughs> yeah, did not. So this is like very third. But so I haven't been getting my head under except when I wash my hair and stuff, which I've always washed for the last like six years, washed my hair with cold water, which is supposed to be better for curly hair. Right. It's also supposed to make your hair shinier because it yeah. like seals the cuticle. Which it totally does. Like if I don't wash it in cold water it's way frizzy so I've kind of trained myself to do that already but the whole body's definitely a different experience well I know and they told us this with the polar bear plunge was like don't don't go under so I don't know if it's different when you're doing like a shower versus like a bath like a cold bath if that's or like yeah. if you're in a lake or I don't something. know we should look that up <laughs> yeah sorry guys yeah let us <laughs> somebody email us please if you know uh, getting weird podcast at gmail.com. So the other thing that I noticed with the, I did a cold pool at uh, Ofer Hot Springs mm-hmm. and they had like the lobster pot, which is this ridiculously <laughs> hot pool, and then the cold pool, which is just freezing cold right next to each other so you could alternate. And I noticed that in the cold pool, it was really cold to get in. But then once I was in, if I didn't really move, it didn't feel as cold. And I think your body gets that little film of heat or something around it. Mm -hmm. So it's cool, but it's not as cold. But then once you start moving, it's really cold. It's the same thing in the hot pool, in the lobster pot. I noticed the same thing. It's like, if I just stay really still, I don't... Because it's that, um, not conduction or convection, but one of those science things where so if you're wanting to cool something you would run water over it so to just stick it in water because yeah I right know, i remember learning i this. know what you mean i don't i don't, I don't know, know how it works or what the right word is again email us if you know <laughs> um but the thing is i think that's why the shower is so much more intense because it's just like flowing over you Mm. constantly and you're getting hit like different parts of your body you're getting hit with like different amounts so when you're in the shower do you just stand there or do you like move at all um i pretty much just stand in the same place i kind of i stand with my back to it for the first minute and the second minute, I do, like, a rotisserie chicken where I do, like, 15 <laughs> seconds on one side, 15 seconds on my front, and then 15 seconds on the other side, and then finish on my back. But I don't know if that matters at all. Yeah, I kind of just stand directly under it facing, facing like, the shower head. Yeah, I don't put my head under. I right. just put my... Yeah, I hope I'm not doing anything bad by, I don't like, know. freezing my brain. It just felt so good. Yeah, to have it on, like, my scalp and I don't think it's bad because, well, I had this friend um, who he would do a cold shower, just straight cold, five minutes, like, every morning right on his head. And I know that it was on his head because he was saying that in the winter he would do the same thing and the water would be so cold in the winter that it would just, like, physically hurt when it hit his head. But he was, you know, he's a very healthy-seeming, happy-seeming guy, so maybe it's working for him. Yeah, and I I have, like, low blood pressure, too, and I feel like, especially when I take my shower in the morning, 
it almost feels like that shock of the cold water really helps just elevate my blood pressure a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, I haven't uh, pre-tested, post-tested, but um, I can get a little sleepy and lightheaded just from how low my blood pressure is. So Yeah, yeah, it just kind of wakes you right up. Yeah, you know, I'm going to share a quick story about um, getting cold water dumped on me. I actually had heat exhaustion. I was, I was at this amusement park called Sesame Place, which is in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly, and um, with my nephews when they were very young. And I had just, it was a super hot day, East Coast, humid, and I just wasn't drinking enough water. Even though I was at a water park, I was constantly around water. Mm-hmm. I ended up... Uh, I was at the in the pavilion, and... You can't drink the water at the water park. Well, you know what I mean. Does. You're around water. You should be cooled off because you're, you know... Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I wasn't really getting on the slides and stuff with the kids. I was just, yeah. I was just hanging you're just, out. Just, you know, babysitting. Just being Aunt Kay. <laughs> and um, I was sitting with my oldest nephew, who was... I think he was only, like, six at the time. And... Last thing I remember was him saying, are you okay? And I just passed out, like face planted on this pavement. And these people rushed, someone out in the pavilion rushed over and they had like a bucket of freezing cold water, like one of those eagle coolers that they dump on like like NFL players (laughs) at the end of the game. And they dumped that on my head and I came to and it was like this. Like, I felt so good, even though I had, like, torn up side of the side of my face. With, it was, like, road rash on the side of my face and my shoulder. Jeez. Like, just that, just, ha- like, having that rush of that cold water, I felt so good. It was really interesting because the guy was wearing, like, a Jesus Saves shirt, and I, like, thought I had died, and I opened my eyes, and it just <laughs> said, Jesus Saves. It was oh, so weird. Funny. You're like, he is real. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Yeah, and I feel like I recovered really fast from that incident. They were really worried about me because they thought I had a concussion and, and things like that. And I just wonder how much that cold blast, like, maybe prevented a concussion even from happening. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, my face healed so my face healed within a week. So I don't know if, like, after an injury, having, like, that rush of, or I guess it's not wouldn't be because you the vasoconstriction with cold right yeah followed then, by vasodilation yeah because remember from PT school <laughs> what the there's there were two theories about icing why icing was so helpful for injuries mm-hmm. one was that the vasoconstriction reduced inflammation but then the other and becoming more prominent theory where they they were like no actually it vasoconstricts but then when you take away the ice more blood flow right to the area than before to kind of flush things out and bring new nutrients and new healing cells and whatever so yeah Yeah, and this was this was ice water this wasn't just like a cold bucket this was like yeah an igloo cooler full of ice water um well, you know, in the movies, when somebody's really drunk, they put them in the shower. Right, and run the cold water on and them. And then they're all alert, you know. So <laughs> there's definitely something crazy that happens in your body when it's exposed to cold water. It's this, just this really primal, just alertness. Yeah. And I don't know where that comes from, but it definitely does something. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to say, but I do feel like what happened to me, that was like 20 years ago, 
Um, I think that that might have prevented some a bit of a head injury for well, me. Well, I think what it is is it's a stressor. Yeah. But it's a, sh- a very short-term stressor. So a lot of diseases like autoimmune diseases or like in your work, you know, like pelvic disease and things like that that nobody can really explain, like PCOS or whatever, just, these things just happen. It's like the body being exposed to constant low-level stress, but our lives are so comfortable. We're like air-conditioned all the time. We're everything's so easy. We never get that high dose of stress that's just like there and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that cold shot makes all your systems go high so that they can kind of reset. It's like um, everything gets kind of out of whack and it can't figure out how to rebalance itself. And so it's like with your internet, like when your internet is being all weird and then you can't figure out what's wrong and then you call the IT guy and you think he's going to do something fancy and he's like, did you try unplugging it and plugging <laughs> turning it back it in? And turning it back on again. Yeah, and you're like, no, I didn't try that. And that's what he does. Yeah. And everything goes back to normal. Right. And, and then you still have to pay him like however much money. It's really <laughs> annoying. But... That I feel like the cold shower is kind of like taking out the plug and putting it back in. It's just like a big reset so that your body can go, oh, yeah, this is where we were mm-hmm. before everything got all screwy. Yeah, it's like a, a positive stressor or a stress, that hormetic stress, a stress that's good for the body, kind of like yeah. exercise yeah. is like a good stress mm-hmm. for the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's I'm like really excited to be doing more of this because it just makes me feel so good it's pretty much free yeah you know i mean you need water you have to pay for water but yeah that's true (laughs) but maybe you don't if you live near a really cold creek if you're in the mountains maybe you don't maybe you could just jump in jump in a mountain lake yeah um yeah. yeah so you're gonna keep doing it I'm going to keep doing it at least through the Maybe. summer. I feel like it's easier right now because it's so hot. Oh, yeah, and it like, sounds amazing to get in a cold shower if you've been outside for a while. But I don't know how I'm going to do Winter when is it's be cold. Hard. But I feel like that's when it's going to be important. to. I'm going to try and keep doing it. Through I would like, I know there's some meetup groups in Boulder that go out to the creek in winter. Oh, and really? And actually they do, yeah, everyone oh gets God. together. And I feel like that would be really fun. Socially distanced, of that course. Be so intense to get into a creek in the middle of winter, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like the whole um, polar bear plunge thing, because that was in January. It's really not. You build it up in your head to be more than it is. And I think that also doing it with, like, a few other people can intensify the experience. Because, you know, that it's almost like when you meditate alone versus when you meditate in a group. Do you feel like you get more out of that? Yeah, it's, group? Like a, it's definitely a different experience. Yeah, and I feel like a group, a small group, doing like a cold water exposure with the Vim Hof breathing, would be, would be really cool to try. So I might, I might even try. I, that actually might be better for me to get the initiative to do it. Right. In like, the winter to meet somebody. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna go out and do it by yourself. And chicken out. That's probably <laughs> the main reason I would do it. Yeah. But yeah, um, we should look up if you should get your head under. Yes, definitely going to look at that. Because I have been doing that. And when I was at the hot springs, like, I mean, my head was aching while I was under there. I mean, it went away, you know, within a couple minutes. Yeah, it's probably that 
real constriction of blood flow. But maybe that's good for your brain. Yes. Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. We should ask Teague. (laughs) Well, yeah. That was good. Cool. So, anything else you want to add about the Vim Hof breathing? No, I just encourage everyone to... To check him out as a person as well. Yeah, he has a book. Um, he's actually in been doing some studies with some of his practitioners. And I know that in one of the studies, I mean, it's a relatively small sample size. It's a very small sample size. I think it's only like 15 to 20 people. I think it might have been 17 people. But he had them doing his method of the Wim Hof breathing, and they were all injected with E. coli. I did hear about that. And no one got sick. Yeah. They just, like, because people who get injected with it, I guess, start getting symptomatic right Right away. And they just kind of sat there, and then I guess they did it to Wim Hof first, and he just kind of sat there a while and then just got up and got a cup of coffee and, like, (laughs) was totally fine. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a superhuman. Check him out. Yes. Yeah. And um, please, uh, if, we, if there are any corrections you need to make to our musings, please email us at gettingweirdpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you tried the Vim Hof breathing, we would love to hear your experience, if you liked it or not, or if you feel like it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Gettingweirdpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, you guys. Yes, please subscribe. Um, Also, you know, pass it on. If you have a friend who likes the podcast, we're always... um, One of the best things you can do to help us out is just share, share the love. And yeah, we'll see you next week with... We're doing something. Yes, another (laughs) surprise. (laughs) Well... I'm Daria. And I'm Christine. Reminding you to get a little weird. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.